sitting in this school pickup line has me feeling hangry. Here, take a hit of this delicious chronic. Jay, not here. I mean, bite. Take a bite. Mmm. This sub is fire. I'm going to have to confiscate this contraband. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Chiba Hut. Chiba Hut's toasted subs have been curing munchies since 1998. This cannabis-themed sub shop brings all the high fives and good vibes. Combining homegrown food, real people in a relaxed environment. Chiba Hut is the perfect spot for students, faculty, and parents to cop some dank food and drinks. Chiba Hut will be holding back-to-school parties throughout the end of August and September. So check out your local shop. joining us i'm sunny d and i'm captain J, and, and we're, we're the, the pot smoking moms <laughs> hey if you like the show please rate subscribe share and be friends with us on all social medias we got a little website that we're working on for you called potsmokingmoms.com go there and uh yeah yes please make sure you're following us on all platforms as we keep you up to date on things that come out we uh, have a new smoke session sponsor. And segment. And segment. Uh, so now, for the listener, we'll give you a little theme music to allow us all a moment to gather our smoke essentials. Yeah, because I'm ready to light up, so. Yeah, so go ahead and do that. Let's do it. Yes, yes, yes. And our new smoke session is sponsored by Fluent. Uh, what I'm holding in my hands is a Fluent pre-roll. It's a Freedom Town Holdings Lemon Pastries. It's an indica-dominant hybrid cross. So it's Ores crossed with Jet Fuel Gelato, a sweet, tart, creamy citrus, and frosting aromas. And flavors make this dessert strain better than any of Grandma's recipes. Major terpenes... The terpinaline, limonene, and beta myrcene. Nice. Nice. Sounds good. I have some original blueberry here, previously known as Blue Note. It is a well-rounded indica-leaning strain, which we all know I love my indicas, with traits that are sure to satisfy your senses from its praised purplish hues and its blueberry muffin smells, flavors to to the fast and long-lasting body high. This strain is an instant favorite for all indica-leaning enthusiasts, Moi. Major terpenes are beta mercine and alpha pining. Nice. Cheers. Cheers. That's a sweet. My lemon pastries. I was like, give me whatever has lemonine in it. Anything that's lemony, I that's like. That's nice. Very nice. 
So we would like to welcome a new patron, longtime listener, new patron. Everybody, put your hands together for Gabby. Welcome to the family, Gabby. We're so happy to have you here. Yes. And please stick around for the interview portion of our show. We're talking with a friend of ours. He is the CEO of Potluck Productions. He brings us Flow Fest, Canna Feast, and Pop Expo. Our good friend Brian Buono will Pre- be on the show. Canna Feast, the festival previously known as Canna Fest. Canna, <laughs> you almost said Canna Fest. I know. <laughs> like Canna Feast? Canna Feast. Canna Feast. Oh, I put feist. <laughs> That's why I was like, but then no. I corrected myself. Canna Feast, uh, which will be later on this year, November. So uh, definitely uh, go out to that event. And just recently they did the Pop Expo. Yeah, and that looked that awesome. Looked that it looked, looked like really fun. Event. We had a lot of friends out there and everybody looked like they had a great time. So see this episode and our interviews on video by becoming a patron. If you can't contribute and become a patron, that's cool. Make sure you share and review our podcast or share it on your social media. Just get the word out about us. And that would be very helpful. If you do review, we will send you a sticker. So let us know. I think you made us disappear from the video. (gasps) (gasps) Yeah, we're back. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and we are back it's because i went to turn off the slide and i must have done both here still here still here adding it's too many things that we're trying we to do at the same time going on super fun though it is it is as we're getting to know this and doing more and more right each episode it, it it has been fun adding little elements here and there so what's going on with you? So well, school's coming up. It's right. It's this week for me. School's starting this week. Same. Wednesday. Yes. For Tuesday. me, Tuesday for you. So we. Uh, oh, have, it's actually today. We air this up ep- Wednesday. It's the first day of school. So uh, both of our kids. And at yours. This point, it's right? the second day of school for your kid right, right now as this airs. As this airs. <laughs> Super nervous. This past week I had to go and uh, we found out that the school has a dual language program, which is great. I want uh, my five-year-old to uh, be fluent in Spanish and English. It's a little harder for us. So if I got a reinforcement with the school, would be great. Uh, I had made an appointment for her to come in at 930 on Friday. Fucking forgot it. I was chilling the whole the the morning. I was just like, you know, taking my time, making breakfast, doing the thing. I don't got nothing to do today. It's Friday. Fucking nine thirty rolls around. I'm like, shit. I'm supposed shit. to be doing something. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta take my kid to I be tested for this program. Oh no, I'm already ruining her future. It's the worst feeling in the world when you realize you're supposed to have been somewhere and it's something really important. Like that? Yes. And you're like, fuck. And I'm running around like a chicken with her head cut off. I called the school. They were like, no problem. Just come in. And I got my shit together, took them there. And she did well. She was very, I'll tell you, this is really funny. My my five-year-old is very gassy. She <laughs> farts a lot and they're so stinky. Oh, my. So stinky. We got to school. We're waiting in the front office for her to be called in and do her thing. And she's looking around. She's like, I think I'm going to like it here. (laughs) And then I smell her fart. (laughs) 
And I'm like, I'm like, great. Look, I'm so glad. And then I go, fart at school I go so much. Oh my God. Did you just fart? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, you're already getting comfortable crop dusting your school. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're going to like it here. You're getting right, she, way she too comfortable. It already. <laughs> so it was cool. I, I, I caught myself, almost cried. Of course. It's a very emotional. Yes. For I, your child to go to public school for the first time. I was scared shitless dropping my son off for kindergarten. Yeah. I was like, I just have to like drop him and trust he's going to know how to get to the classroom. I'm so terrified of that <laughs> because they let you take the kid in the first day, but then second day they got to yeah. go by themselves. And I'm just like, is she going to know? I know. Scary. It's scary. It is. It's terrifying. I, I, I felt the same amount of terror when I, you know what, when, it, when they give you your kid and you're leaving the hospital. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And everybody's smiling at you like, oh, dude, look at how precious. I didn't get to leave the hospital with my kid. Oh, no. He left before me. Oh, (laughs) terrible. So Johnny had that dread and fear by himself first night at home. It was only one night, but still. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I was as they were wheeling me out with my kid in my hand, I started like crying because i was everybody was looking at me smiling and i was just like what have i done what have i done <laughs> Am I gonna fuck this up yeah this you're right i it's got a big deal bring her on into the world you know and it's like she didn't ask to be here <laughs> but i hear i hope you like it i don't know <laughs> you know so i'm really nervous about school probably more nervous than her yeah, she's right excited. Now. I was asking her the other day when I saw her. I right. Like, she's like super excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good for her. Let's see how she feels after she has to be there for a longer period of like time. Like all day. All day for <laughs> uh, multiple days a week. She's like, whoa, this is not what she's I said. Like, hey, she's like, oh, enough of this. I had, I had enough of that. And let's We're see good. how Sid handles being without her sister. Oh, all my day. God. When they called her in. <laughs> When the teacher was like, hi, and then let's, I'm going to, we're do some, we're going to do some activities. And she takes her to the back. The young one was like, where is she going? I want, I'm a, I want to go. Where am I going? I'm going too. And I'm like, no we do girl, everything together. you're not going. And she's like, but I got to go with her. Why? Like she is having a, 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 an issue. And then I was like, no man, you're stuck with me for another year, homegirl. <laughs> But we'll see. I asked her, I was like, are you going to miss your sister when she's in school? And she's like, yeah. Yes. (laughs) She says that nonchalantly. I'm going to be hearing it for a little bit. And I was like, are you going to be good for your mom when when your sister's in Uh school? She's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're saying yes, but shaking her head. No. No. (laughs) She is adorable. What's up with you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Well, my little dude is going through his own little existential crisis. He's been he's on deep. he's been he's on, very deep on the death kick. Um <sighs> it it came up oh this happened before when our cat died, but it didn't last as long and he kind of moved on. But it's coming up again because a YouTuber that he watches mm-hmm. passed away of cancer. Oh no, a young a young YouTuber. Yeah, like a YouTuber. So I, I think it clicked for him that anybody can really go at any time, you know? And you don't know what life brings. And like now he's afraid of us dying or grandparents dying or anybody dying and him being without us. Or, and what happens when you die? Like yeah. what happens after? Is it like he's afraid it's like an abyss of nothingness and that you're just like in nothing for all of eternity? That you're still aware? Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's been it's been rough. Yeah, and he's deep. I've had there's been times where he's eight years old. Why are you grappling with these questions? I know, but it's like you. I mean, do you remember? Did you remember ever uh, thinking about that and like really being like, oh no, I don't remember. But I don't have a good memory of like my childhood. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the best we could do, like, I don't like to lie to him and just be like, I don't believe in there's heaven and hell and all that. That's not what I believe in. And Johnny's a straight atheist. He just believes your life here is your life here. And then once you're gone, you're gone. And I'm, I've become more spiritual. My old age, the more I've lived and the experiences I've had, I'm, I'm more inclined to believe that, you know, we're all connected in the universe. We're all one. When we die, we come back. Maybe not literally a new life, but your, your body continues to give life to something else. And you continue to live that way. And that there's possibly a spiritual spiritual realm where like your higher self and your spirit lives and, you know, comes back here. That That's something I've been grappling with as being a possibility. But I feel like that's a lot for him to right. understand. Right. Like, yeah, how, how much can you really... So I just kept it really simple. You know, Johnny's... I would say, look, no one really knows what happens after you die. And that's something that people, you know, learn... like. Th- get your own beliefs as they grow older Uh like your dad has his beliefs i have my beliefs other people have their beliefs some people believe if you know the heaven and hell we told them that some people believe we said what johnny believes that you know your life is lived here and that's it you know and then the spiritual thing a reincarnation we just kept it simple as reincarnation and he's like he just you know cries yeah he's like so worried about it I yeah I know. I'm like wow. I don't remember even like grappling with. Well, him. look, I went. I went to private school, and I feel like that was a major thing. Is like that's why they people have turn you. to religion. Like it's I, just such an easy answer. I feel like it's not though. I feel the like heaven thing. I feel like it's. I feel like that allows people to be comfortable with it. You know, I feel like that's an idea that you can present to kind of feel comfortable about it. But yeah, it's more complex than that. And like to be able to, I do appreciate. Right. Exactly. That's the way that you could process them one day. But I really feel like they're still with you. Oh, absolutely. But I feel like that's I mean, and that's stuff you could share with him, too. Yeah. Because honestly, people are always like, oh, they lose a family member and they're like, oh, I never I don't know how it's, you know, when it's going to get better. And then I'm always kind of like, it's not really going to get better. Like it's it's going to come and go. There are ebbs and flows. You, there's, you know, what are you going to, there's going to be times where you, there, you think about them because something happens and then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and that's their way of like being around and their legacy lives on through you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's complex. It's so complex. I really appreciate the understanding I got like in private school with that whole, you know, you know, mm-hmm. what's it called? Like narrative. Um, but like, yeah, it's complex and it's hard for a young person to like, but, but they have so many questions, right? Because this is all new to them. Yeah. So how can you not be so, you know, curious? And the fact that we don't know the answer for sure, it makes right. it so much more like, oh my Yeah, God. it makes, gives you, makes you more nervous because you don't really know what the, and then like is. that happening with our kid and that's made us start thinking and grappling with those things and we ended up eating some shrooms last night uh, that we got from our friend magically blended and uh oh my god 
like she said they were strong and i and i and i took what was like a standard like good journey dose like but not like not where you're supposed to have your ego like stripped and like you know have a crazy experience it should have been just fun you right know? right i think like one 1.5 so we did like 1.5 and i had a really mellow chill nice experience while johnny had a freaking epiphany yeah your husband and saw was the just, universe oh my god he could write a whole book with all the stuff he was telling me yeah it was pretty crazy and started think about what Julian's go through and all yes. that. Like he went through a whole journey uh-huh. and he was in the end. He was like, I think I need, needed those shrooms more than I knew. Yeah. It sounded very exhausting. I was <laughs> like, I don't know if I should be happy. But for by you. the end of the night, he was laughing and having a good, good. time. <laughs> good. Very good. It was insane, but it was fun. It was fun. Next time uh, with those shrooms, I know lower dose you know what i would love to too is to have a i don't know if you uh if you we follow her but i don't know if you ever catch lime mermaid she's like a radical self-acceptance yeah yeah yeah. i love she has like retreats and stuff and they do mushrooms and they do all the meditations that looks awesome i saw right i would love to like do that maybe we could like rent a place one time with a couple of people we do a psm retreat one of the nights there has to be psychedelics involved yeah that would be and if we had somebody who can like Mm. guide us yes and that would be proper like guru psychedelic guru yeah that would be so nice what are they called like i don't know it's scary. I think it's kind of scary to think about like facing all your emotions, you know, with a group of people. <laughs> I mean, you can go into your own space if you need to go off into a room. Yeah. But that would be interesting. And I'm glad you're having these experiences and, t- and talking to us about them. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, I, I had fun. You're like, I have a pool in my house now. So. Yeah, I was swimming in the pool. I was underwater. <laughs> I was like uh, laying upside down in the pool, looking out under the water. And I was like, this is what it probably looks like to be a sea creature looking out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I'll want. i take whatever she's having. Magically blended. <laughs> DM her later. Hey, guys. It's about that time. For the smokiest news, news nugs, where we get high and read weed news to you. All right. So Colorado cannabis industry experiences first ever decline. Ever since cannabis became recreationally legal in Colorado, the industry has been on an upturn. Now, for the first time ever, the Colorado industry is trending down. This became most obvious when looking at tax revenue, but there are other signs as well. Dispensaries are closing down and delivery services and social clubs are still working to find their footing. This is helping bring tax revenues down. And as more states legalize, folks are beginning to worry that the Colorado cannabis boom is finally drawing to a close. More people are going to get laid off. We are probably going to see more small shops close down and a lot of brands are going to go away said Spencer Ward, salesman for Bronner Corp, a company that manufactures edibles and infused products for brands across Colorado stores. As of July, taxes and fees collected from retail cannabis reached $198.3 million, which is down $53.7 million 
21 percent from 2021 you gave me the uh, numbers <laughs> colorado saw record sales in 2021 as dispensaries reached 2.2 billion and brought in 423.5 million in taxes but this year significantly lower now the fear is that if this decline continues throughout the year state taxes that go to things like public school funds will fall it's possible that the industry could bring in closer to $24.9 million for the fund versus the $31.5 million brought in last year. Yeah, it's a substantial drop. Yeah. The retail sales tax distribution to local governments could also drop from $27.8 million to $22 million. This also goes hand in hand with the 44% drop that has been seen in medical cannabis sales, which Truman Bardley, head of the Marijuana Industry Group Trade Organization, calls a big, big deal. All the programs that rely on marijuana taxes are going to take a big cut, Bradley claims. Hmm. Additionally, prices have dropped in 2021. Cannabis flour was selling for 1300 a pound, and the trim used for tinctures and oils was 425 pounds a pound. Now the latest market rates for the Colorado Department of Revenue claim that flour is selling at closer at 700 a pound. Hmm. And trim is down to 225 a pound. We gotta go to Colorado. Yeah, let's go to Colorado. Some pounds of weed. (laughs) That's a lot of weed for $700. I know. These are the lowest prices uh, that have been since 2014. As prices are falling and less tax money is being brought in, supplies begin to outweigh demand. And though new licenses are still being given to cannabis businesses, some businesses are closing. We've seen time and time again that communities end up legalizing because they see the value in the regulated market and they see the cannabis industry as a potential solution to help bring more revenue into the community, says Bradley. But there is a point where taxation becomes predatory or unsustainable for bo- or both, and that's what we are approaching. John Bailey, the founder of Black Cannabis Equity Initiative, sees this as an inevitable change since the in- industry is no longer new. What you are seeing is not a decline, but a leveling off of a saturated industry, says Bailey. Even in the midst of a decline, folks are still buying weed. They may not be buying as much. This is the marketing level, the marketing leveling off, and it's leveling off for a lot of reasons. It could be that we saturated the market with so many businesses. Others believe that states are taking advantage of their local industry with overtaxation. While this may have been necessary to shake the stigma and get cannabis legalized in the first place, now that most states have an industry and the novelty has worn off, these taxes are taken away from growers and small businesses. Ultimately, I think federal legalization is the only way where we can start to grow a stronger industry. Chaz Fail, a a Denver-based sourcing manager for the Willie's Reserve brand, says, just being able to source products from other states and have distribution warehouses where that product is actually grown would go a long way. Instead of having a bunch of states that are running things differently. While it is not clear, it is not yet clear how much cannabis sales will dip in Colorado and whether this is a sustained step for a developed industry or something that spells bad news, it is clear that the industry and the state at large can feel the decline. Well, I mean, I also feel like uh, how he said there's oversaturation. I feel like once there is oversaturation, things do start leveling off and people who can't, uh, the lo- their longevity, you know, maybe they're not, um, 
you know, maybe they're not as self-sustainable as they thought they were. They started uh, dropping off because now, I mean, if it's accessible and there's everywhere you go, like, yeah, like people said, are going to be there's more states with their around Colorado that are legal than there was before. So as more and more states are opening their markets, there's like less people, I'm sure, traveling to Colorado to get right. They don't weed. have to. Yeah, they don't have to go as far. Maybe there's a, another state that's closer or plus I feel like the bubble their own state is now doing it. It's like a bubble that popped too. Uh, a lot of the real estate started going up. Uh, things started getting more expensive. And I'm sure also like, you know, after things get too expensive, people start having to spend more money on living expenses and less money on, you know, any extras. Yeah. Oh, we're here already? Yeah. We just got one story for new snugs. <laughs> That's what I said. One story each. This and week. we'll get okay, so we <laughs> got here a whole lot faster than we anticipated, but here it is, guys. <laughs> I love you, Miami. I love you, Miami, our Florida news segment. So here is what's going on now in the Florida marijuana legalization effort filed for 2024 ballot with the backing of the state's largest medical cannabis company. All right, guys. This is the initiative woozy. started coming in, and this is what we got here for starters. A new industry-led campaign in Florida filed the marijuana legalization initiative aimed at the 2024 ballot on Monday. Past attempts to place adult use legalization on the Florida ballot have been challenged and rejected by the state Supreme Court. But the smart and safe Florida political committee says the language of the proposed amendment to the state's marijuana law would void such a contest and prevail. These guys, the Bellini brothers, are the guys backing the bill. We're going to play this little video that they did uh, talking about it. Hi, music fans. I'm David Bellamy of the Bellamy Brothers. And we're excited to announce that together with our partners, we are launching a new initiative in our home state of Florida. I'm Howard, his better-looking and more talented his better looking. And as we travel this country, we see the constant benefits of adults enjoying the freedom to use cannabis. Almost half of Americans now legally enjoy this freedom. And we know Floridians are ready. More than ready. To finally stop arresting adults who use marijuana. To ensure everyone's safety in a system that allows adults over 21 to safely use cannabis products and avoid illicit or illegal sales and let freedom ring in Florida. We are spearheading this effort and hope you will join us and help our campaign Smart and Safe Florida succeed. Our support for this effort and home grow efforts continue. Oh, let it ring and help you us, you that? know, let your love flow. You had to go there, Dan. Yeah. There's... Just let your love oh flow my God. like a mountain stream and let your love grow. I'm in. Are you? Well, that, well, that sounds well, that sounds nice on everything. They said uh, they said homegirl. They said that our efforts for this initiative and homegirl 
But wait, that does that, that's not I part know, of this initiative. I know it's not, but so I think they they're saying like, like, oh, we'll 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 get to that. I think that's what they're insinuating. Well, yeah, but we'll get to that. We've talked about this before. Once the bill is in stone, uh, it takes a lot of money and more efforts to change whatever has been set into stone. <laughs> I don't know. There's something so shady the about the initiative. The initiative is being backed by the largest medical cannabis operator, Trulieve, along with musicians, as you just heard, with the country band, the Bellini Brothers. I didn't even know they were a band. Uh, you didn't know that? No. And I they're from here. They were weed guys. I didn't know. Oh, I knew that they were a band, but I didn't know they were he- from here. Yeah. The initiative is being backed by the state's largest medical cannabis operator, Trulieve, along with musicians, uh, with the band country band Bellini Brothers which you just heard who are featured in an initial ad for the effort that talks about the economic opportunities and civil liberties implications of recreational legalization if approved the measure would allow existing medical cannabis companies like True Leave to begin selling marijuana to all adults over 21 it contains a provision that would allow but not require lawmakers to take steps toward the approval of additional businesses Home cultivation by consumers would not be allowed under the proposal as drafted. What? Home cultivation by consumers. No, I know that. I know. I was just repeating it because (laughs) I wanted to make it clear that home cultivation by consumers would not be allowed under the proposal drafted. Also, that what's also bad is what it said there. Lawmakers to take steps toward approval of additional businesses. So I don't even think they're going to do additional licenses. Yeah. WTF. The campaign filed paperwork to get approval to begin signature gathering with the State Division of Elections on Monday, the news, the news Service of Florida first reported. In order to qualify for the 2024 ballot, activists will need to collect about 900,000 valid signatures from ve- registered voters, which last episode we talked to a lawyer who told us how, how difficult, difficult it is. that whole process. situation, the process is under the proposal. And adult, how expensive it is. How expensive and time consuming because yep. everything has to be right on the ballot. Yep. Under the proposal, adults 21 and older would be able to purchase and possess up to one ounce of cannabis, only five grams of which could be marijuana concentrate products. Ha 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 ha. The three-page measure also omits equity provisions favored by advocates such as expungements or other relief for people with prior cannabis convictions. So what the hell was he talking about on the video of like, oh, everybody should Wait a minute. So you're only able to get one ounce of weed and five grams of concentrate? That's it? Like per month? That's like Is nuts. That, uh, adults 21 and older would yes. be able to purchase and possess one, up to one ounce of cannabis. One only ounce. five. Is it per month or per oh, purchase? Oh, it doesn't say. For we per, don't know. Per purchase. But still. And omits uh, equity provisions. Yeah, this sounds like a big fat waste of how many millions did you leave pour into this? Uh, like five million. We're about to get there. That's so crazy. Okay, sorry. Okay, so next slide. No? Okay, this one. <laughs> it was up early. Okay, so True Leave is providing initial seed money to the tune of $5 million to get Mira the campaign off the ground. But the company's CEO, Kim Rivers, said that they expect other industry stakeholders to get involved on the financial side of the campaign, campaign as well. While Florida voters approved a medical cannabis constitutional amendment in 2016, subsequent attempts to place broader legalization on the ballot have been rejected by the Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court. 
which has ruled that the language of proposed measures by Make Legal Florida and Sensible Florida were misleading and validating them. <sighs> Every initiative has provided some level of learning, Rivers told the News Service of Florida. With this initiative, the authors have taken a hard look at the Supreme Court ruling surrounding the previous efforts and taken that into consideration. We believe it's very appropriate Appropriate. A narrowly focused amendment that does defer appropriately to the legislator. But the level of deferment to the legislator, particularly as it concerns licensing authority, would create pushback from advocates. Yep. You got that right. Yeah. Uh, advocate he advocates here. <laughs> we don't like this. This is not nice. Not good. There are currently about 450 medical marijuana shops owned by about two dozen operators, more than 100 of which are owned by TrueLeave. Without legislative action on additional licensing, that consolidation could persist, which could raise equity concerns. Many advocates have pushed for reform legislation that gives specific licensing priority to people from communities that have been most impacted by the drug war. Here's what the Smart and Safe Florida Marijuana Legalization Initiative would accomplish. Adults 21 and older could purchase and possess up to one ounce of cannabis for personal use. The cap for marijuana concentrates would be five grams. As they mentioned before. Okay, so medical cannabis dispensaries would uh, could acquire, cultivate, process, manufacture, sell, and distribute marijuana products and marijuana accessories to adults for personal use. Okay. The legislature would be authorized but not required to approve additional entities that are not currently licensed cannabis dispensaries. Authorized but not required. The initiative uh, specifies that nothing in the proposal prevents the legislator from enacting laws that are consistent with this amendment. What? The amendment further <laughs> clarifies... <laughs> the amendment further clarifies that nothing about the proposal changes federal law which seems to be an effort to avoid past legal challenges about misleading ballot language okay yeah no shit it's still federally illegal right. so there are no provisions for home cultivation expungement of prior records or social equity boom <laughs> Measure would take effect six months following approval by voters. Here's the full text of the ballot title and summary. We're not going to read that because it's basically all the same shit we just yeah, read. And uh, you, we're not going to vote for it if it makes it, if it somehow magically makes it onto the ballot. You could, you best believe we ain't going to support it. It's not clear whether <clears throat> Sensible Florida, one of the campaigns whose legalization initiative was invalidated by the court in April 2021, will continue its push for a separate 2024 ballot measure, or if it will join forces with this industry-backed committee. TrueLeave previously contributed 250000 to Sensible Florida effort. Should any cannabis reform measure make the 2024 ballot, at least 60% of Florida voters would have to approve it for it to be enacted. Recent polling shows that a majority of Florida voters, 59%, support legalizing cannabis for adult use. So that's a slim margin that shows that advocates will have their work cut out for them if the measure qualifies. That's why we're here, to provide you information so that you make informed decisions. 
A separate poll released in February found that three-fourths of Florida voters support legalizing marijuana possession for adult use, including strong bipartisan majorities. The survey didn't ask about where voters stood on creating a regulated system of cannabis sales, but 76% said they either strongly or somewhat support allowing adults to legally possess small amounts of marijuana for recreational use. Pivoting to 2024 may leave the group better positioned to earn the needed supermajority level of support. As demographic groups more likely to favor legalization tend to turn out in higher rates during presidential rather than midterm elections. <sighs> this, uh, this is a shit show of an uh, initiative here. Um, yeah. Like, really, no social equities, no additional licenses, no homegrown. It's, it's just like... It's just like, let's open the market more for the existing, like, big dogs. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like all the people at the top of the food chain just serving themselves and, they, and, they, and the buffet. they're like, oh, it's just because this is easier to get past the Supreme Court. And they'll, they'll accept this more. So let's just do this. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not down for this. I feel like it's a big waste of so money. So make sure you vote about, you know judges your local politicians all that pay attention yeah i don't think i don't know this has to make it it has to get nine hundred thousand signatures before making it onto the ballot what do you think it's gonna get nine hundred thousand signatures i don't know that's a lot of money and and if more brands sign up you don't think that big brands like cookies and jungle boys that are coming down here want recreational they already have their licenses here yeah but so you don't uh, think they might jump on board and also put money in? I mean, only time will tell. But I feel like if these companies really want to do right by the people, they need to. Like, I understand doing things to get things to be passed and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I also believe that. Like we when we talk to Jody, like we got to get things right the first time. And maybe we have to do. I, I do think that we do have to put some sort of regulations in there. We can't just be like, oh, you know, it's legal. You know, it's like like letting people in on Black, Black Friday. Oh, it's legal. It's, I don't think it's like that. I do, do believe that we do have to put regulations and, you know, certain things in their uh, language. But I think that we need to make it about the people. And how can we be making a video where we're like, we need to let people free out of jail. And then, like, that's not part of your initiative. Yeah. I don't understand how you could be. They're to just, me, that is, that is the, the what is it, that the, the language that we couldn't make it because of the language into the, like, that's lying. That's also presenting something not as it is. Yeah, false advertising. That's false advertising. They're like, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. We'll stay abreast of this situation. Let's see. I'm not going to sign it to be on the petition. I'm not going to sign the petition for it. Um, I'll, I'd rather regulate Florida go through. I'd rather, yeah, absolutely. I'd rather uh, regulate With our nine that. plants than the nine. And I don't know what's going to happen with regulate now right. because of that. Because True Leave gave a lot of money to them too. And they didn't even mention them. They mentioned Sensible Florida. Is that the same? No, like, the uh, Sensible and Smart is this initiative. They didn't. No, no, they no. didn't bring. They oh, they did different. bring up regulate. They did bring no. up regulate. Sensible Florida. It's not clear whether Sensible Florida, one of the campaign solutions, was invalidated by the court in 2021. That's another oh, one. Separate, separate one. Okay. Which one's this one called? Smart and what? Secure. This one is called Smart on. Florida. 
It's also something very general like that. So people don't, unless they really delve into it, they don't really know what it's about. Smart and safe Florida marijuana legalization. Smart and safe. Smart and safe. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, smart and safe for us to keep making money off this shit. (laughs) (laughs) If you've joined us so far, uh, we are so glad that you've made it here. We've got a wonderful interview with someone who's uh, very active in the Florida cannabis community. He's a friend of ours, Brian Buono, CEO of Potluck Productions. And he is actually, and we talk about this in the interview, he was the first person to give us an opportunity to vend at a festival. And that gave us the confidence to continue uh, doing this show for you guys. I mean, you guys give us confidence, but this really boosted our confidence and was able to kind of get us started. So we thank Brian Bono for that. And we hope you enjoy this interview. All right. Welcome, Brian. I can't believe we finally have you on the show. Yeah, we finally get to sit down and have an actual conversation and not be in the midst of a crazy event that everybody's trying. Some crazy event that you threw on. (laughs) Could be. You never know. Last time I saw you girls, it was at... um, a peak. Was it at the, the center at St. Pete Beach? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right on. It awesome. was at their fest, yes. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I've, uh, I, I'm honored to be here and uh, always love talking about all things cannabis. Yeah, absolutely. And you do a really cool and interesting thing. Uh, you put together events. You, uh, we actually, you're the first person who reached out to us and you're the actual first festival, cannabis-related festival that we ever went that to we or were attended. at. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you guys were putting out some really funny, you still are, but at the time I noticed you were putting out some really funny content and I was, um, yeah, just trying to find some really unique things to involve in our first event. And that was right smack in the middle of COVID. So. Right. <laughs> but the only reason we pulled it off is because it was outside. But yeah, and it was great and much needed. I think we had a we got a a lot of exposure there. Yeah, we were great as having that location. We we met a lot of new followers and some of our people got to meet us in person because of it for the first time. Yeah, so it was a great event to attend. Thanks. Yeah, that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of about these events is the opportunities it creates for people to just not only network, but, you know, get jobs, you know, all sorts of different unique things, get more exposure to whatever they're trying to do. So that's awesome to hear. Yeah, Brian. And I actually, I've, I've heard, I want to hear how you came up because we recently started doing events just because like we, we like the opportunities to get to know uh, everybody in the community. And it's always fun to like, I mean, like who, we don't need no reason to fucking smoke weed and have a good time and connect with people like, oh yeah, let's do it. Like we're down. But we, yeah, that's the culture. I have a feeling we come from a very similar cannabis related background, but keep going. Sorry. Probably, probably. So I, I definitely, I want to hear about how you got into events and how you started doing all of this and you know, what made you uh, decide to do that? Yeah. So I'm a, you know, I'm your atypical soccer dad, right? I'm, got kids or in sports they're young I know you girls have kids as well younger kids and you know my cannabis use for the most part was pretty much tied to um you know out in my garage after the kids went to bed and nobody really knew about it and then of course um in in what 16 it was whatever it was um the uh it got approved here medically and I had 
stumbled upon a head shop and the guy was like, oh, why don't you have your card? And I was like, my card, I can't, you know, it's just for medical. And of course, at the time, you know, it was always assumed you had to have some life ending illness in order to even qualify. Fast forward, got my card and I'm sitting in move of all dispensaries just because it was one of the first ones that opened near me. And uh, I'm looking around the, the waiting room and everybody looks like a fucking criminal, like their heads down, nobody's talking to each other. And I'm like, this is absurd. There's absolutely no reason why we should be behaving this way. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to create an online community of people locally in Sarasota where I live, um, dads, moms, anybody who wants to participate and just kind of get together and who knows what will come of it. Fast forward um, three years and what happened was people just started saying, why don't you just create an event? Very first event we were going to do was in a mellow mushroom in the parking lot of a mellow mushroom, believe it or not. That's right. I remember when you were setting up to do it that way. Uh Uh-huh. We had five vendors. I think I had like one person that could play guitar and sing. And I was just trying to create anything. And I mean, my day job is I'm in tech. So I'm in software. I've been in software for 20 plus years. My wife and I are both in the corporate world. So we have to act like, you know, we don't do anything that we really do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so yeah. So my background was not in event planning at all. It, what happened was COVID hit, shut everything down. In an odd way, it gave me an opportunity to take this event now that I started getting a ton of interest on and fucking grow it. And it was so now I'm like at the Sarasota Fairgrounds. I reach out to you guys. Right. And then we and then from there, it just starts gaining steam. And candidly, I, you know, I didn't know how to run events. I mean, I'm I'm a project manager. I've got a background in that. So I know how I'm, I'm ex-military. So I'm detail oriented. I know all that shit. But actually executing something like that is a totally different ball game. And um, yeah, it was crazy overwhelming. I probably took 10 years off my life with that event. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> and, uh, it, and we, it we pulled very it off. stressful, man. Yeah, but here, it, but here we are, right? It's only yeah. three and a half years later and we're on our sixth major event. I say major, I mean, large scale festival, yeah. Now, how many attendees have you had at your events? Yeah, so it's range. What's really interesting is um, the venue. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a large part of it's the venue and it's the um, city, like where you're in. And what you guys have probably noticed with a lot of these events is they're in somewhat obscure places because those are the only places that'll actually let you have a, a shit ton of people come together and smoke weed, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so it just it just it grew and the biggest one we have is 5,000. Uh, and that was actually at the second can of, no, that was the 420 Fest. Were you guys, were you at the 420 Yes, we went to yeah. the 420 Fest. Yeah, that was at the Sarasota Fairgrounds, the second one we had there. Mm-hmm. That was the big one, man. It was jammed. It uh, was, it was pretty big. I didn't anticipate that kind of turnout. Uh, we could have had a lot more space in there, but um, yeah. Um, that's right. Pot smoking mom. She was also there as well. Didn't she do her? Uh, pot pot mom. mom. We were oh, next to each other. Mom. We wanted to be pot right next mom. to each other. And we were, you put mom. us right next to each other. Yeah. And our, yeah. yeah. We had side by side spots. Yeah. It's cool though, but we're synonymous with one another. She's like, people think yeah. I'm you guys. And yeah, we're like, say, well, we're kind of like our uh, work. You're kind of us too. Like <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was our first 
um, outside guest to be on our show that was yeah, like not like our a, first like, interview, right? Our first interview uh-huh. on our show that was not like a friend of ours, like right. a personal yeah. friend. Yeah, it was the first. It's been really, really interesting. I mean, I love it. I'm actually retiring from my corporate job next year and doing this full time. Congratulations! That's awesome. That's our dream. That's awesome. Like that. Good for I, you. I can't fucking wait to give them the middle finger. I'm, I'm like, yes. I'm, I am like crafting this whole way that I'm going to go out and it's going to be on one of these calls. It's going to be on because I do this shit all day long, these Zoom calls, and I'm just going to, you know what I'm going to do? Like just in the middle of the call while they're talking about numbers and bullshit, I'm just going to go like this. Oh. No way. Oh my God. Just fucking flame, flame right fucking out right there. Just be like, oh, you don't think people will be like, hey, and then... I feel like people are still if people are some jobs are holding on to people where they might just be like, oh, cool, man, you smoke, too. And then like, Most of them do. Yeah, especially at tech. Right. Um, but yeah. it's just corporate world. It's super buttoned up. And yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I can't wait for it. I'm incredibly um, I feel super fortunate. Right. To have created something like these events where it'll allow me to do something that I'm super happy with. So, yeah. So yeah, tell but, us about Canafeast. Yeah, so Canafeast is, um, so annually we've got two events. In, in the spring, we've got uh, what's now the Flow Fest. I changed it from the 420 Fest. Um, what I find out is, is when people start recognizing you're doing something well, as you may have already been approached, who knows, right? All of a sudden, somebody comes up and says, you can't use that name anymore. And I'm like, oh, shit. So 420 Fest was already taken by, uh, of all things, Stillwater Beer Brewery out of Atlanta. They do a four, oh. they have a 420 beer. Oh, so yeah. as if as if alcohol hasn't claimed enough bullshit, they had to fucking claim weed too, right? Are you kidding? So, yeah. So anyway, point is, is I had to change my name. So it's now Flow Fest, which is kind of nice because it's all about Florida and, and the lifestyle and cannabis and all that. That happens in April. We just did that at the Manatee County Fairgrounds. Um, had a decent turnout. It's tough, hot. I mean, it's so fucking hot, man. I mean, I don't even want to be out there. It's that fucking hot. Yeah. Um, and then in the fall, we've got the Canna Feast, which was actually the Canna Fest, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there's about a bajillion different Canna Fests out there. And I just wanted to distinguish ourselves from everybody else and kind of do something unique. It's always in November. It's always around Thanksgiving. Um, so I thought about what better than to create, you know, a name around the harvest, around feast, around Thanksgiving, and just being thankful in general. So That's that crazy. is November 19th. That has always been our blowout event. Have you guys been to? Well, have, you weren't. Canafe, you, it would have been we went to of, We went to Canafest. Right. Okay, we were in Port Charlotte. Okay. Port Charlotte last November. We found a home there, by the way. All of our events are going to be in Port Charlotte, as far as I'm concerned, from now on. Um, a, a super unlikely place, right? I never thought I'd be doing events in Port Charlotte, Florida. However, great location. The management loves us. Um, which is a huge part of these events. When you're trying to pull off events like this, of this size and this scale, there's so much visibility that comes with it that they're afraid. They're just afraid. These venues are afraid. And anyway, I found a great venue in there, uh, these guys. So it'll be their outdoor event. We're scaling it back. I had 150 vendors there last time. And I always thought to myself, how great everybody has this opportunity and all these fucking vendors. It's too big. It's way too big with 150 vendors. Um, yeah, so shrank it down, made it a little bit smaller, doing dedicated vendor hours, market hours. So the vendors just have their three hours from 12 to three to sell the shit out of their stuff. Three o'clock live music starts, goes till nine. 
Um, early bird tickets actually end Monday. Uh, Potluck SRQ is where you can find all of our stuff. But my artist created these little guys over here. The best it, buttons. I love them. <laughs> They're so cute. Yeah, this is Graham and this is Ash. Adorable. Uh, and uh, and yeah, yeah. I just I love it because it's all about supporting local, supporting small business. Uh, we bring we've got a huge headliner this time. We've got K Bong and Johnny Cosmic, the stick figure. If anybody follows, you know, American reggae stick figures, fucking huge. So I got two of their guys that are going to be their headlining. And, uh, and yeah, I just love the vibe of our events. Everything's super laid back. Uh, I don't bust people's chops on, you know, looking for cards or patient cards or shit like that. It's been tough. I, I would tell you the hardest thing about doing these events is pleasing the legacy market and pleasing the legal market. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, I yep. feel like that's... um. That's a struggle. It's yeah, a man, struggle. it's a struggle. I mean, uh, the hemp bill kind of has a nice loophole for for them to do their thing. But I don't give a shit. That's I mean, the hardest part about doing this is I personally could give a shit. I'm all about personal freedoms. So I'm not somebody that believes, you know, that you should have you should have your hand slapped for selling a little week. I personally don't care. The problem arises is that the sponsors who essentially make these events happen because they cost a shit ton of money to put up, to pull off are typically the MSOs, the dispensaries, and they have corporate compliance that they have to go by. And um, while I don't care if somebody's overtly got weed and flour on their table and they're selling it and not even trying to be discreet, I, my sponsors get pissed. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, so we have to be very, very careful about that. I'm all for legacy and rec and all that, but we've got to operate within the laws. And, and at the end of the day, the events just won't happen if the sponsor dollars aren't there. So, so it's been uh, interesting kind of playing, you know, trying to please both sides and, and at the same time, and also not get myself arrested for putting on some event that, you yeah, know. Right. It's a very it's fine a cra- line to yeah, walk. It's a slippery slope because you want to try to do yeah, because there's always uh, the worry about the police just going in there and being like, you know, well, most of the events in Miami, the, you know, the cops are out like dad. They, they get cops out there, which are essentially patrolling the place, making sure nothing goes down, knowing full well what's going on inside. No different than mine. I mean, listen, we were there have trucks. I mean, have you we've seen them all over the place, the trucks with the edibles. Sure. They're straight all up over Winwood vending like fucking ice cream trucks. Pothead mom, Diane took a picture of one of the trucks right next to a cop car. And the we were car, like, how the parking. fuck is that even happening? <laughs> well, it's all that. What, what, what bothers me? I mean, look, if you're going to sell illegal, whatever, if you're going to don't, don't sell the, the, the nerd ropes and shit like that. That's the kind of shit that bothers me. Yeah. Cause it, I, well, and that's true. The dispensaries have to go through a lot to keep packaging to a minimum. They can't even, they have so many guidelines to me. Yeah, these people be putting them in like, you know, yeah. It, it, Fruit, the, alien fruity pebbles and shit like I that. I know. Yeah. I, I they can be easily confused where that can be candy. a problem. If people but, aren't you know, careful. Yeah, yeah, you said those ice cream trucks. So it's funny. I rolled up <laughs> to one and the fucking, it was all Delta. You know, now they, you're right with the hemp bill. Everything's been bastardized, right? Delta, yeah. THCO, THCO, all this shit. And it, you just, it's like, look, that ain't fucking weed. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it ain't the weed I'm smoking. <laughs> so you may be able to sell it out of your ice cream truck, but it ain't the weed I'm smoking. So yeah. that's just my take. But when people don't have access 
that's what they're going to end up buying when they don't have access to actual, like not everybody's a patient, you know? I so know. right now you can only be well buying from the dispensary I, if you're a patient. I, and that I, could be really expensive. Yeah. I Being understand. A patient that. is expensive. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I have a, there's a whole thing we could get into with regard, with, with regard how I feel about the, the industry and the market and all that shit. I mean, I think, we becoming medically legal was has a double-edged sword. It provided a ton of access to everybody and people that normally didn't have access or weren't legal or so on and so forth. But conversely, on the opposite side of that, beco- uh, medic- uh, we becoming medical um, allowed a lot of people to be high and mighty about it's my medicine, it's my medicine. I agree it's your fucking medicine, but guess what? Before it was legal, it was everybody's fucking medicine, wasn't it? Yep. Like, yeah, and before and it should be everyone's medicine. And it's before they were health. growing we it for medical dispensaries, how do you think those people know how to grow that shit? Exactly. Yes, we were all fucking outlaws at one time, <laughs> weren't we? We were all outlaws. And you can't even you can't even like say that stuff on the in that market is bad. There's good stuff on that market. You cannot. You can't. You can't say anything. It's where you've started. Like, how can you, you know, this would say I had to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, that's where, that's what only thing that gets me bent. Weed is weed is weed. It's always been fucking weed. Even when I call it cannabis, it feels weird because I never used to fucking call it cannabis. (laughs) Yeah. We call it weed too. That's our favorite way. Right. All of it, you know, all of it. High stone. You gotta be medicated. Fuck that. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever you want. But I, it's, I just grew up in a different time. And even the, the growers, I mean, the legacy growers, man, they are fucking competitive. So competitive. Oh, for sure. Excellent product. And they have excellent product and they have yeah. to be proud of it. But it, it sucks because there's people out here making money off of it straight up. They talk shit about each other. And it's they so do. Much I know. Because of all of, but it's because of all the bullshit. I, honestly, what is with the vertical integration and why is it the way that it is? Like, that's that's like, well, it sucks that that's the way it started. It sucks that that's the way it started. That's the way it sucks that that's the way it is here. Yeah. Well, I, you know, the, dis, the the Department of Health will tell you the reason that's in place is because they can keep tight controls on the quality of everything. Right. So if it's seed to sale with the dispensary, they know if any part of it's fucked, it's that dispensary that fucked it up. It wasn't this person or this person or this person. But I totally agree with you. If I like a product or I like something and it's out, it's fucking out. I can't get it anywhere because that's the only place that makes it. So I agree with you. And on top of that, how much opportunity are we giving people to um, offer whatever part of the of of cannabis you know, whether it be seeds, selling seeds, cultivating seeds for sale or any part of that. Like it's a huge in- it could be a huge industry for tons of people. Well, which is funny because seeds in general are not illegal. They're considered a novelty item. It's only until you actually plant the fuckers and grow something that they become illegal. So, yeah, all oh the loopholes and all the bullshit around the industry. And I even say, so I use the word industry, right? And that's one thing. That's another thing too. Industry versus um, community. Mm-hmm. So you girls, since you've been doing this, have you created an or- a company and an organization and an LLC? And We're like, we're starting to do yes, that. Yes, we just uh-huh. created our LLC. Yeah. But right. we're, we're just starting that. At first, it was just us doing a podcast and sure. yeah. doing what we do. And then we're like, oh, this we can, should probably we should start doing the legal stuff out. for all this. Uh, 
<laughs> I was the same way. I mean, I wasn't until all of a sudden, sudden I started getting, you know, I actually had a product that I could sell, right? And you start getting paid for it, that it becomes something that you got to be mindful of. Um, yeah. So the community, there's so many people in the community. And um, while it's fantastic, especially in Florida, I mean, what an enormous community it's become all the way across the entire state. The industry, though, is is just cutthroat. It is. I don't know if you have seen it so much in the podcast. Space. I was bracing myself for that word. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. It is. It's brutal because I the culture I came up in with cannabis was pretty much always about if I have, you have, right? We all have, right? It's cool. Everything's cool. Um, and then all of a sudden it became this massive competitive space now where everybody was trying to make a buck, tied their entire life savings into making money off of whatever they were in. And what happened is, is that I see people asking for things or making decisions or um, destroying relationships all because their entire life is tied up in this industry. And it's been really wild to watch the space and just deal with the different types of personalities. I mean, you know, we, if people are weird, we just gonna make them even fucking weirder. <laughs> so, I mean, there are people that have mental health, serious mental health issues and cannabis and honestly is not helping. It's exacerbating. And yeah. I, I come across these people all the time with the type of work that I'm doing now. So the industry is wild, 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 wild. Seeing cookies now and jungle boys come down here is like, whoa, because these are two recreational brands. They come yep. from recreational states and nothing about them says medical, right? Jungle boys. No, I know. <laughs> or cookies. Or cookies, which yeah. is ironic because I'm totally rambling here because I'm stoned now. Last year, the, the best buds here, they were on the poster last year. Move was the uh, big time sponsor. They were my top sponsor. And Move saw these guys and said, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. It's too, it's, we can't do anything childlike, right? That's why their packaging has to all be fucking plain white. They can't do anything, have their brand associated with anything that might be um, attractive to children. And on the buds, the little eyes here, make them look like cartoon characters. And I was like, fuck. So I pulled these two. And did a little weed, at the very end and pulled the, did a little weed piece weed thing. And it, the point is, it wasn't what I wanted to do, but it's because of just the industry and how strict some of these places are, and 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 what you can put up and what you can't put up and things like that. So I was going to tie this around to a point I had, but um, <laughs> but you I'm hit not. that bong too. <laughs> yeah, right on though. Oh, it'll come back to me, but it'll come back. Yeah, so you have to. Okay, that sucks. So you 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 don't have the little guys on your banner then? You're they're so cute. Oh, I do this year. No, I do oh. because I said fuck it. I'm like, if you're if you're going to be the top sponsor and you're a dispensary and you have a problem with this, and that's the other thing. Some dispensaries are super conservative. Some are like, eh, we don't give a fuck. You know who they are, right? We all know who they are. So, <laughs> they're like they're like, damn day, I'm top sponsor. I'm right in the middle of this motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they just don't care, which is cool. I'm all about it. But some are really conservative. And the point is, is that this year, I don't give a fuck. Like, if you're going to be my top sponsor, you got to accept Graham and Ash or fuck off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you your ground for Graham and Ash. That's funny. That's yeah. yeah. Hey, We're crazy. We are team. <laughs> because they randomly seem to decide what's acceptable, right? Cookies. 
you can have outside. Yeah, of I mean, look, the irony of the fact that there's people getting locked up for ween and then there's these guys making big time money off of this shit. I mean, that's fucking that's wrong. Yeah, well, people still getting arrested for weed. Talking about Brittany Griner and what you guys put up yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah we've been we, talking about yeah, it. Yeah, we've been talking about her. I'm fucking fired the fuck up over that, man. That is super like that's one of the so here's my idea i may very well if she gets released which which i hope she does yeah total disclaimer here i'm all about her getting released same same she does i'm thinking of coordinating a fucking big american smokeout and i'm talking about you have to be open to possibly getting arrested because i'm (laughs) talking about going to the fucking federal building wherever whatever major city federal building we'll go to fucking miami i'll come down there and we will smoke the fuck out on the, on steps the steps of the federal building. Yes. Fuck, because th- that is that is the height of hypocrisy. If she gets fucking released from Russia by our federal government, where cannabis is a schedule one drug right now, that stuff you don't get any more fucking hypocritical. Yeah, man. It's look, I, and and it sucks because you don't want to have to use her as an example or whatever. Yeah. But the no, circumstances we all want her has, to come home too. Right at the end of the we day, we want them to listen, do whatever they can to bring her home. Exactly. 100%. But it is a very good example to show that, like, yo, this is like, why are we locking true. people up here, man? It's bananas. It is bananas that you have the federal government fighting to get someone back, negotiating possibly for other prisoners over cannabis. And you're right. There are people right now locked up for it. And I mean, there's three and bills. And still getting locked uh, Isn't there up three for bills in sitting in the House ready to go to Senate? Like, that is between all... the House and the Senate, there's like three bills going. Yeah, what... So anyway, that's my I, I'm I'm not bullshitting. I'm I have to talk to my wife about it because I have to tell her. <laughs> I might get arrested. arrested. I could get arrested. Babe, we um, might, I might get arrested, but might get arrested, but think of <laughs> think of this. It's gonna be fucking legendary. Legendary. We'll go down as great advocate. We'll all go, we're all gonna change this together. <laughs> I really that's how much it fires me up, man. I'm like, it's I mean, at what point are we just like a fucking enough, man? Like this is this is fucking bananas. What is happening? Everybody sees it, and we're all. The scary thing is, we've all gotten to the point where we're like, "Yeah, it's fucking crazy." And like, <laughs> like, listen, light up. Yeah, I'm telling you, you there's so helpless. many things that you feel fucking helpless. Like, what am I going to do? I'm one person, but you know what? I'm not shitting. So pass the word. If you talk to anybody else, say, "Hey, man, if Brittany Griner gets released." Brian from Potluck is going to plan the great American smoke out. And I'm coming to fucking Miami because they'd be less likely to arrest us probably in Miami. Miami. Um, And And there's another teacher in Russia that we're actually going to talk about um, today. We're recording an episode after your interview. Uh, But there's another teacher that was apprehended in Russia for weed that's there as a prisoner. And like, they're not considering him. They should also... Put He's him American, into the exchange. Too? Yes, an American. We'll t- we're going to talk about him oh, in this episode. Man. You can't even write that shit. It's fucking crazy. It's bananas. Yeah, it, it, it's. So I'm, I, yeah, I'm definitely one that's, you know, look, it's not, you know, don't get me wrong. There's some good publicity in it as well for the canopies. I'm all about promoting events. But point is, the point will be made that it, I'm smoking weed on the federal steps. Fuck you if you just did <laughs> and arrest me. And I'll probably get on the news. Who knows? It'll be fun. And I'll scream, pot smoking moms! <laughs> I did this because of you guys. And we're going to be like, what the fuck? We're going to be there getting arrested too. <laughs> Go back to the tape. He said he was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man yeah it's fuck it's weird there's so much weird shit that happens every day i look at my wife i do i, go, I know I go, what's next i go what the fuck is next and it's something it's always something it's always so something. you're a pot smoking dad um how many kids do you have I've got three. I've got uh, my daughter's about to be 18. Okay. Um, she's from my first marriage. Uh, so, and she's basically at a point where I'm like, I see her once a month. She's got all her friends now. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how it was. I don't give her shit. You know, she just wants to hang out with her friends all the time. Yep. I totally get it. Um, and then I've got my, um, my 11 year old daughter, my eight year old boy with, uh, with my wife and Katie. And yeah, they're super fucking cool. I, I love hanging out with my family. Like, and that feels really cool. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. We get annoyed yeah. at shit with each other, but I, I actually genuinely like my kids, you know, and they're really yeah. cool. and the pandemic really gave us an opportunity to spend more time with our families. Like it or not, man, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's learned, Hey, this is where it's, what it's about. Not this nine to five job that I go to every day yeah. and like kids going to school all day. And, you know, what do you girls do? For are you, are you girls out of the house for the day with the kids or what, what what's up with you? Girls? She's a stay at home mom. I work in the corporate world and uh -huh. HR of all things. Where? In HR, like industry. No in way. Industry. So that's the kind of, so that's the kind of software I'm in. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm looking for the day where I can finally quit my corporate job like you. Oh man. So I'm, I, yeah, I'm sure we can share some pretty funny stories. But so, anyhow. Yeah. I totally get your gig. Yeah. People are fucking weird. You're in HR. You're dealing with people. It's, Yep. I feel so like lucky. I used to what, what before I was staying at home. I worked at a nutrition company, like a like a like a, a supplement company, like a nutritional company, and everybody was pretty open about smoking weed, and it was like cool. Nobody gave even a the shit. bosses. They didn't care. I, we I, some of the bosses would smoke. We would smoke with them. Like yeah. everybody was cool. It wasn't like a nobody. Yeah. No, that was not, corporate America is not the same. That's not considered corporate America. I, I think it's because it's like nutritional supplements. So they we do they subscribe to a different oh, yeah. set of rules. Yeah, they, <laughs> that's for sure. You know, alternative <laughs> medicine, whatever. I would tell you, I think I think people in what they call the C-suite, right? The CFO, CHO, CR, or whatever. I think most of them are to some degree doing something. They're just, they can't come out about it. And there is something incredibly freeing about being open about your cannabis use. I fucking. Oh, so it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the only dad at the soccer field with a fuck some type of weed shirt on. Yes. Uh, well, that's what I was, why I brought up your family. I want to ask you, we always ask kind of parents is how do you talk to your kids about <laughs> cannabis? How have you educated them about? So consumption? yeah. Um, I'm not a great example. I have to be honest. So my children know about cannabis. Of course, they're at my events. My son is not just because he hates doing anything that's not a video game. <laughs> my daughter loves being there. She's all that she's uh, running around, making sure everybody's doing needs every or has everything they need. She's really good. And like I said, she's 11. She, you know, it's weird. So here, I feel badly because I haven't addressed this with him. I haven't. I had no, but it's hey, a good perspective. Like we have, we that's why we talk to everybody. We share the perspective that everybody is coming from because you know what? Sometimes it's it it is Some a hard don't thing. To wanna, so you want to hear something? I mean, here's how crazy this is. My my soon to be 18 year old daughter follows me on Instagram, and I follow her, but, and she's been to my events, but I've never actually said, "Hey, so you know what Dad does, right?" Like you know, Dad, <laughs> Dad does this marijuana stuff. You know, I just. 
I mean, but they're, you're open because they see you doing it, obviously, right? Exactly. So I'm not, I'm not, not open about it. You're not giving exactly. them a whole talk. Right. But they haven't asked you anything about it because my son straight up asked, well, "What is that?" You? Yeah, no. So, so I've got my daughter, my 11 year old, out in the garage several times. The door busts open. I'm over at the fucking corner, like, <laughs> and then I'm like, Whoop. and then I'm like blowing it down, or I'm trying to find my my little uh smoke buddy whatever that fuck that smoke buddy uh-huh. yeah. you know anyway it sucks i've made up some dumb shit like what are you, the bomb right yeah what, what is that oh it's um I'm, i told what did i say it was a fucking candle holder or something <laughs> <laughs> I, you know you know they're gonna get older and they're gonna make fun of you for saying that shit bro. You know, they're gonna put two and two together like so I'm, I'm afraid she's gonna judge me i'm afraid she's gonna judge me I, i'm afraid she's gonna feel she's gonna look at me and be disappointed that's what I'm afraid. It's it's hard because then like at schools, they're still doing like that dare program stuff. And they're still talking about cannabis and uh, not the greatest light in, in schools. Like as a drug. Right. And what do you want your kid? Like, how is your kid going to react to them saying that? Because we've had cir- circumstances where the kids are aware that the parents use cannabis. Then they go to school and get told cannabis is uh, the, is the devil. Oh, yeah. And then they come back and go, Mom, Dad, what are you doing? You know? Okay, so how many events have you done oh. total? Did you not used to do events like small events? Uh, I used to, yeah, well, no, no, the first one. The first one was fucking for that kind of fest. Bro, that shit was huge. And it was his first yeah, event. Yeah, that wasn't a small event. That was, no, no. You never no. did any oh, other yeah, small yeah, event yeah, before yeah. that? Yes, yeah, I did um, one. And it was a Dr. Hoffmeister. He's a doctor here in Sarasota. That was at his office. He was super cool. Him and his wife. First ones I kind of met that really embraced potluck and were like, hey, let's just do something here. It was the first time any type of any like communal smoking had ever taken place anywhere. And it was out, it was at his fucking office uh, where he does where he did his recs and even outside of the little courtyard there. We had, I don't know, like 30 people come through. Jeff with the Grateful Veteran, you know, Jeff DeMond. Yes, he's on our this episode we're about to oh, cool. record. He's our, our guest. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Love Jeff. Um, tell him I said hello. Uh, but yeah, uh, met them and him and his wife, um, Terry. And yeah, it was really cool. Just got immersed in that whole kind of community and stuff like that. And then that's when it was like, man, let's do something big. I love, I just love throwing a fucking party, to be honest with you. Yeah. Were you that guy that always did the parties? Did you always do the... Like, hosting at home? Like, weed parties? I mean, just just hosting hosting parties. Friend group, like, the one that does the things. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I was that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was was the guy. I was always hosting parties, too. (laughs) Yeah, it was, even in high school, I just loved fucking being like, come on, everybody over. Yeah, fuck yeah. We used to get some. We used to get some pretty terrible weed back in high school. I mean, oh yeah. What would you call the good weed and the bad weed? What did you used to call it? Um, back in the day, what did we? Because you yeah, grew yeah, up where? Did you grow we up? We want to see if where? we grew up, you grew up in time. Sarasota, like what area? Oh, no, no, no. I'm from upstate New York. I grew okay, up. so you probably had different terms yeah, yeah. than what we did. We we um, called it reggies and crippy. What did you? Yours was what? Reggies was like the pressed. 
weed a with the scent weed, and right. the seeds that we called that reggies. Oh, and we then call we it. called the good weed crippy, the good, oh. like, you know, kind. Well, but that's where crippy came from. Okay. I have no idea where crippy came from. It's from South Florida, apparently. <laughs> so I guess South Florida old weed slang. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Um, no, ours was just brickweed. It was just brickweed. Brickweed. <laughs> yeah. We just used to call it brickweed. And I remember that. Yeah, that press weed. And, and the good uh, shit. You never had a specific name for the good shit. No, I, I feel like up there they called really it like kind because I grew up in a predominantly white, upper middle class, yuppie kind of area. So it was just weed. It was just we all the all the the only people that were smoking weed were the wealthy white kids. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like they, you know, everybody looked at the ones that 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 you would think were smoking weed and they weren't it was all the, the guys like me that were on our on the lacrosse team jocks and shit like that <laughs> it was funny yeah i mean we were we were unlikely so nobody ever suspected it and we were the ones that were getting stoned all the time i look back on it and it just <laughs> we used to the people used to look down on us all all the people you know, everybody else would be you stoners you guys are fucking stoners they were the same people though that actually came back later now and were like hey man can i get free tickets to your event <laughs> yeah cool, cool event man <laughs> yeah. so when did you first become a yeah. patient and i mean like you know, when did your relationship like you with me right. actually when begin you-, you mentioned lacrosse high school so like, was it in high school yeah so um you know what it was i was i think it was 12 wow that's young yeah well so i come from a i come from a broken family that's no, okay <laughs> don't we all in some way yeah yeah um but um yeah no my parents divorced <laughs> when i was like 10 <clears throat> so as usual happened back then i'm 50 so this is back then as usual you know kids went with the mom dad went off fucked around got a bunch of girl you know, had a bunch of girlfriends and shit like that and the mom was fucking struggling to make ends meet with two kids newly divorced it was pretty much like us we were poor man we were i mean when i say poor food stamps my mom was on fucking food stamps you know i had the fucking fake adidas not the real domes but the fucking fake ones from bradley's or whatever the fuck they were from you know so we, we were poor ass folk anyway meaning that so we were with my mom and she was off working her ass off, going to school. And my brother and I were left to our own devices. And when I, I mean, I was 12, he was 14. And we, we are in the neighborhood and some, yeah. you know, some teenager who's 18, who to me was like, you know, a God at that time pulls it out. And I'm like, yeah, man. And I just remember <laughs> it was the summertime in upstate New York. So it's, you know, it's a little, it's hot and humid outside. And um, we're all standing there by the little air conditioning unit on the outside of our apartment building, you know, and you know, those big fucking units and we're just stoned eating popcorn, just standing there. And that's the memory I have of the first time smoking weed at 12 years old. I remember smoking it a couple of times before, but never really kind of got high. Not the experience that I had that time. Yeah, that time was the first time you actually. That was that was the first time, and and it was just really the novelty of it. I was like, "Holy shit, I did it!" That, but regularly, like actually being regularly smoking, was for sure high school. Yeah, and it was, you know, as much as we can get our hands on it. That's actually why I called it my company Potluck because it, you know one we always called it pot. Actually, you got pot, and and if you had it, you were lucky. So it was just potluck, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it was, 
you know, I can remember somebody showing up at college with this bag, and it was like a garbage bag of of homegrown outdoor weed, and this was the fluffiest buds you'd ever seen. The big sugar leaves coming around the, the side of it, and being like, "Wow!" Like that we had just fucking stumbled upon an absolute treasure chest, <laughs> and made that fucking bag of weed last probably an entire semester at college and some of the best weed I had ever had. God, especially here. after you get all that scroungy shitty weed, like, Oh my God. When you, when you, what about that experience when you first walk into a dispensary? Like you're like, what? Yeah. 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 Well now it's even better because the options, there's so many more options. I mean, I remember when I first got my card, it was pretty much move or truth. I mean, it was pretty much it. And then the other ones kind of started popping up. But now it's pretty bananas what you can get. And it's now you can see it, right? Now they're actually showing it to you. I remember there was a time where you couldn't even, they couldn't even show it to you. Like you couldn't even see it, before, what it looked like, the flower before you. Yeah, now it. they have like little display nugs. Now they have display things. So um, forget yeah. that. We're walking into a recreational dispensary. Like, oh, my God, that's even better. You guys dab. Uh, every once in a while i love that answer you know we went whole production like the whole like if i have to use a blowtorch right now that's all i got because my e-rig doesn't properly work and too much effort i know i wear so and it's like the you know we're so used to i love flower but we went to dab day it's so funny and we didn't we didn't dab while we were there we We had joints a lot of joints (laughs) that we had with us but i did dab all the joints (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did dab a little bit on actual dab day like 710 like i was like let me celebrate the holiday with the way the dabbers (laughs) you know and i (laughs) i took out my little banger and i took out my little Nice. Yeah, like we bought all that stuff because we never did beginning. anything like that. And we first started the podcast and we joined the online community and we see people yeah. doing dabs. And like, yeah, we're like, like, oh, yeah, we're all like, right, should we try right, dabs? Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I had tried why. it before years ago when my friend had first introduced when me somebody to it, facilitates it it's they much it different for you they, they would like, come on, come over here. You want to? It's like, ready. Oh. Just go. You know, they already did yeah. all the this mechanics. They don't actually pay me to say this, but this is actually why I love the Boulder Blast in particular. If you've ever used one, it's because it's little, it's compact. It's like it's a little tumble. Dab in there? No, no, it's a little bong. It's yeah. a little bong. So sorry, you can see it's got. Oh a yeah, yeah. Pipe here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those are awesome. It's like a tumbler with. It's a little tumbler, yeah. And it's just it's tiny. It provides a perfect rip, and I'm good to go because I have all this kick-ass glass that I'd love to use. But I've got kids, man. What yeah. am I gonna do? I don't ever have a moment where I'm like, let me pull out my four-foot crystal fucking bomb. Listen, <laughs> right, right. Some of it is excessive, but we how uh, there's no way to hide it with all the shit. We I got. use this. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's 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 but that's it's something the size, you know. But on top of that, but I have a lot of others. We have so much shit. Yeah, I had my I used to have like well, a little pipe hand pipe, and once we started the podcast, I mean, I I didn't have pull, bongs until we started this podcast. full of shit. You get to pull out all that cool shit, though, or is it pretty much? Well, like, I have it put away in a cabinet, but I pull it out every time we're going to use it. Yeah, we've actually. And I usually have my piece that I'm using regularly out. My I'm really open with use in front of my son. I'm like, 
he's he's seen all my stuff and he just knows that what you know he can't how old is my he? office how old is he he's eight these are the best buds this is oh best. i love them that's cute uh, yeah. and i always Graham get, and ash Graham and ash and we get a bunch of these signed at the um by the uh i totally the want a Graham and ash shirt for <laughs> sure and this is actually the the original artwork was these guys are on a horn of plenty you know with all the fruit uh-huh that's cute yeah but uh, yeah, here's the official flyers that you should see all around Florida over the next uh, few months. And yeah. And that was our interview with Brian Bono of Potluck Productions. He's got an awesome event, Canna Feast, coming up November 19th. I love the little Gramash. They're so cute. They are super cute. If you'd like, please. Follow him. Uh, PotluxSRQ.com is the website. <laughs> uh, you can go to Instagram at potluck.fl and on Facebook, same at potluck.fl. All the events that he throws are very nice, fun, laid back. You could bring your family. It's really nice. Yeah. We had a good time both times that we went. Yup. Hey! We thank all of you for lending us your ears and listening to our show and participating in any which way you do. We want to give a big special thank you to our patrons. Without you guys, 80% of this would not be able to be accomplished. (laughs) So thank you so much in our rotation and OG patrons. A special thank you to patrons Yanni, Destiny, Lauren, Jesse, Christy, Denise, Peaches, Natalie, Angelina, Jenny, Catherine, Jessica C, Chrissy, Guillermo, Diane, and new patron, Gabby. Gabby. I think we skipped Denise because they're both Chrissy and Denise are in green. No, we did. That's where we lost the colors. Oh, there you go. That's where the colors got changed. Hey, it's cool. Did we? But whatever. If we We did it, Chrissy and Denise again, just in case. Yeah, I love you guys. (laughs) Love you bitches. Become a patron for early access to episodes, additional content, video, and full-on conversions of our interviews. Zoom smoke sessions. We missed one. Oh my god! <laughs> that was the first one we missed. Exclusive <laughs> mom trips and so much more. Hey, thank you so much for being with us. Yo, subscribe, rate, review, share our content. Share, 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 share. <laughs> Potsmokingmoms.com. Come, 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 come. Love you guys. We hope your back to school is nice, easy, oh my smooth. God. We'll get an update next episode how first day of school went. Bye. Bye.